theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. But I feel like there's something special about today. I, I feel like, Pastor Barry, if you, you may or may not know this about Scripture, but there was this dude named Jacob. And Jacob uh, uh, is basically running. He's running from his, for his life. But what he didn't realize is he thought he was running away from something. He was running to something. And he goes to sleep, right? Now, let me just help you out right now. I'm in the Holy Ghost. If, that, if you don't know what that means, like, you're like, what does that mean? I feel prompted by the Spirit of the Lord to say this. I should probably say it better that way. I'm trying to better communicate more effectively. So I feel prompted by the Spirit to say this thing here. You need to understand in your striving, in your running, in your performance, you will not be able to get things done. It wasn't until Jacob went to sleep wasn't until he went to sleep then he had a dream now I need you to help me because then at that dream the Bible says he looked and noticed the heavens were open and that angels were ascending and descending on this ladder and then he looked at the top of the ladder and he saw the Lord you know what I'm trying to tell you if you would just understand right now we're in an open heaven and there is nothing between us and the Lord there is nothing hindering there is nothing opposing I've come to tell you that there's no spirit from darkness that can hinder what God wants to do in your life if you will quit trying to do in the flesh what you can only do in the spirit and let God do it God will do the impossible in your life today and if you believe that and know he's able you ought to give him praise you ought to give him some worship you ought to give him glory you ought to thank him because he's here in this house today hallelujah glory to God praise God he is the God of the impossible praise God well my name is Akil Thompson I am the pastor here at Extraordinary Church and I do believe we are the perfect church for imperfect people we're so thankful that you're with us and I'm glad I got like three people that believe that praise God thank you Alex Alex is letting me know I can't clap because I'm holding this bass but I'm with you my God praise God agreement is a powerful thing 
And we are indeed the perfect church for imperfect people. And I'm thankful that you're here. I want you to open up your Bible, your Bible app, get that ready. We have something we do here often. And I want to, I want you just kind of repeat after me. If you love the word of God, this is going to bless you. It's everything to me. And as you're getting your Bible ready, you might be wondering where we're going to turn. We're going to turn to the Psalms and we're going to go to First Chronicles in that order. Matter of fact, you can turn to the 105th Psalm. 105th Psalm. And I know it's been mentioned already. I um, do want to encourage everybody to tune in every Wednesday. What we do Wednesday in our midweek Bible connection is we connect uh, virtually. Our midweek is virtual. It's on YouTube, Facebook. It's a wonderful time of engagement. It's going to help you. We have e-groups. But this Wednesday in particular, you might be wondering, like, what in the world is foot washing and why are they washing feet? Like, what is going on? Now, I know they were extraordinary, but that's like a bit much. Well, I'm going to help. If you've never participated or even seen something like that, I'm going to help you understand what that is and how God uses that and really how brokenness and humility and service are born through that posture. So we're going to have a great time. And it's probably the most, you know, it's the most biblical thing that we could do for somebody who would say like, oh, but I don't believe we should do it. Literally, if you read that text, the Bible says that Jesus said, I'm setting an example for you. He said, I'm setting an example for you. So we're going to receive communion and foot washing this particular prayer night. You don't want to miss it. But Wednesday night, I'm going to teach about it, and we're going to have a great time. Now, get that Bible or your Bible app. Get that device up in the air. And I want you to repeat after me if you love the Word of God. Here it is. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. And I can have what it says I can have. In Jesus' name, give him praise for the word. Praise God. Now, I will tell you, um, I, I preached last night at a church in North York, and I'll be headed there uh, right after this to preach there again. And not that I'm tired or fatigued, but I will tell you, amens and hallelujahs and preach it, Pastor. It, 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 it helps, it helps, it helps. It helps. It helps. And uh, I, I was teasing somebody. I was, pe I was preaching somebody's pastor appreciation. And uh, I told them, I said, you want to know how to get rid of your pastor? And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they didn't. I said, I said, get with him when he's preaching. I said, he will preach himself into a puddle. And he'll have, you'll have to carry him out on a stretcher. And all of that will shorten his lifespan. Because every Sunday, y'all preach him so hard, so you'll take years off of his life. Praise God. No, I'm kidding. So if you want, if you, if you sick and tired of me, preach me. And then praise God. I just, y'all you know, carry me out of here and I'll be like, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, they love the word. He was like, no, no, they just want to get rid of you. I was like, no, sir, no, no. Okay, anyway. All right. The 105th Psalm, verse 17. 105th Psalm, verse 17. He sent a man before them, Joseph, okay, <laughs> I love who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. The king sent and released him. The ruler of the people let him go free. He made him lord of his house 
and ruler of all his possessions to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his elders wisdom. And let's go to 1 Chronicles 4, 9, and 10. The moment you get there, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I, I, I know this. I know this. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. I'm going to preach on that. I won't necessarily do that today. I might get to a little bit of it, but I'm going to do a series on honor. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. And if you, if I could highlight this, I know I, you can't see this, but I'm kind of circling this here. In the 105th Psalm, the 17th verse, it says in the latter part of that, until the time that his word came to pass. I want to preach this thought today by the help of the Holy Ghost. In this third installation of the series Dream Big, I want to preach Collide, Prepare for Impact collide, prepare for impact. Would you help me pray? Lord, I'm praying in the name of Jesus that every insufficiency in me would be hidden and would become irrelevant as you come into this place and bring the anointing that makes preaching your word life-changing. I stand before your people and I stand before you declaring with them and believing with them today that the word of the Lord is going to change all of our lives today. I thank you for the anointing that makes preaching mean something, God. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus that before we leave today, having been exposed to what you're doing in this hour and your word, I pray for an anointing to rest upon them and that we will all leave transformed and changed by your unlimited power. In the name of Jesus Christ, I give you praise. In Jesus' name, would you clap your hands unto the Lord? Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. I'm going to talk for a little bit about the importance of declaration uh, for just a little bit. You all understand um, that I'm passionate about declaration, and I want to take a moment to declare some things over your life, and I do believe that as I declare them over your life, and actually as you declare them along with me, because I'm going to show them on the screen here in a little bit, that, and even for those that are watching online, you will be able, and I believe, I guess what I'm saying is, it's going to prepare us for the collision that's happening in this spirit and in the natural. I do believe that it is time for the word of the Lord to come to pass. I'm thankful that his word will not return to us void. And I can tell you that what God has spoken over your life will indeed come to pass. And somebody ought to just say, thank you, Jesus. I'm trying to set this up a little bit. I want you to have expectation because your life was not meant, you were not designed nor created to just meander through life nor just wander. I want you to know that the assignment on this house, talking about Extraordinary Church and the vision that God has given us three and a half years ago, I believe we need to prepare for kingdom impact. As a matter of fact, I believe we are on a head 
on collision. I'm telling you right now that we are about to blow this thing up. It ain't got anything to do with Akeel Thompson. It don't have anything to do with any specific individual, but that the kingdom is here for such a time as this. It is not Akeel Thompson's ministries, but I'll declare again, it is the kingdom of God. We are here to let hate know that there is a love that casts out fear and that will conquer hate. We are here to let the world know that there is a place where the unloved can be loved and they are safe here in the kingdom of God. I'm going to declare the kingdom of God is a good place to find your place. You need to know that you are safe here in the kingdom of God. You are loved. You are valued. You belong in the kingdom and somebody ought to give God praise. I've come to declare that things are just a little different here at Extraordinary Church and that we just don't go through business as usual. As a matter of fact, and I declare these things, I want you to get a hold of them. And I might even, as a matter of fact, Bella, just remind me this week, I want to put this into prayers and I want to get these to the folks so that they can declare them later this week and throughout their life. That's how passionate I am about this. Now, I do want you to understand that I am not suggesting anybody prescribe to some loose and flaky theological premise. I don't talk about, I don't mean just walking around and opening your mouth, blabbing stuff with this unmitigated gall and arrogance to assume that you and I can just have whatever we want and get whatever we say just because we want to. What I'm talking about is being a group of believers of Jesus Christ, a company of people who are tuned in unto the word of the Lord to the extent that they know what God is saying and are courageous enough to declare what the Lord has already declared. I just believe that the people of God talking of not specifically extraordinary church, but that the people of God have been silent for far too long. And it's time to start saying what we're hearing from God. Whew, I, I could do an entire series on that all over again, but you just need to understand if you have the ability to declare a thing, if you, if I should say if you don't, if you don't have the ability to declare a thing, if you don't have the ability to decree a thing, then I'm not sure you're ever going to see a change in your life. There's something about the power of what comes out of your mouth. Now, you don't have to agree with it, and your theology don't have to like it, but your world will not shift. It will not change until you learn the power of what you say. You have to understand that you have to say the right thing. As a matter of fact, Job said, thou shalt declare a thing and it shall be established. You got to understand that not only do you need to say something, but you need to say the right thing. Look at your neighbor and tell him, say the right thing. Say what God is speaking to you. Open up your mouth and declare the word of the Lord over your family, over your finances, over your health. Say what God says about a thing, about your community, and what he wants to do here in the earth. I believe that declarations are vital, and I want you to just kind of 
pray these with me, if you will. When we say them, I want you to just kind of read along with me. We're going to display the first one. I told you I'm going to give you a few declarations. So I want you to see the first one. Let's, let's show them the first one. Now, can everybody see this? We're going, we're going to pause with a period, and we're going to put a comma where the comma is. And so you all can see this. But I want you to pray this with me. In the name of Jesus. All right, we're going to start over again because we're going to do it. Now we know the rhythm. Okay, we're ready? Praise you. Saw, you see, I, 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 I was preaching that thing. I need you all to preach this with me. Thank you, Pastor Barry. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. We need that, Jackie. Okay, here we go. In the name of Jesus, I decree that Extraordinary Church is a kingdom church filled with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Therefore, the greater Toronto Hamilton area will have great joy. I declare that in Jesus. My God. Thank you for believing that with me. You're not just opening your mouth. You're declaring the word of God. You need to know that there will be great joy. You need to know that there's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And we'll have joy in this city. Praise God. I believe that. Praise God. Now, let me, just, let me just unpack this here for a moment. I feel some heat on this in the sense that you can take these things. You know what you can declare? Declare that on your college campus. Praise God. You know what? When you get to the job, declare that on the job. When you get home, declare that in your home. Praise God. You got strife or stress in your marriage. You know what? When your spouse is asleep, you declare it. My marriage is going to have righteousness, joy, and peace in my marriage, in my bedroom, in my home, in my, my dinner table. I'm going to declare the joy of the Lord. Praise God. Okay. Here's the next one. Whew, now, just take a moment. Okay, praise God. You get a chance, just, I'm going to let you just kind of give it a quick perusal. Give it a quick perusal, okay? You ready? Here we go. On three. One, two, three. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. We operate in power, love, and a sound mind, and we are all filled with God's perfect love. We dwell in unity as brothers and sisters in Christ, and God's anointing covers us. What am I trying to tell you? There's no division here at Extraordinary Church. We are loyal to God. We are loyal to one another and the vision he has given us. We have each other's backs. There's no racism here. That's why every color, every ethnicity is welcome here. This is why we're going to reach everybody. We're going to reach the Muslims. We're going to reach the Buddhists. We're going to reach the Hindus. We're going to reach the agnostics. We're going to reach the atheists. We're going to reach the cats. I'm telling you, we're going to reach everybody. And when they come, they won't get no shade. They'll get a welcoming arm. And they'll get a look that says, you belong here. There's no racism here. There's no hatred here. There's no political schisms here. There isn't conservative and liberal and in between and moderate. No, this is the kingdom of God. This ain't a black church. This ain't a white church. This ain't a brown church. This is a kingdom church. His anointing covers us. Oh, I feel that. I said his anointing covers us. Praise God. His anointing covers you. You need to know you're covered. You're covered. Praise God. 
Praise God. Okay. Whew. Here we go. Man, I feel like I'm, I'm so ready to run around this place. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. Next one. I'm going to try to get through this. I told my message. I was writing today, Pastor Mateo. I said, I got, I got like notes. Help me, Jesus. I don't need any more. Oh, I got to hit my timer. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Here we go. You got a chance to look through it? I'm prophesying this thing. I'm declaring it in the name of Jesus. Here we go. Read this with me on three. One, two, three. Every time we gather together, we host the presence of God. The glory of God rests upon us corporately and individually. And God is enthroned upon our praises. We have a heart to worship. We always encounter God deeply in our worship. I'm telling you right now, you know why I started walking and worshiping in front of the camera? is because what we do is not for camera. I could care less who watches it. It may not convey, but the camera will not dictate my response to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is worthy of my praise. So I want you to know right now, you have permission to come run around this place. You got permission to get right in front and give God the glory to bless his name. You want to kneel kneel. You want to shout, shout. You want to jump, jump. You want to holler, holler. You want to clap, clap. But we have come to magnify. We have come to magnify the Lord and give him the praise. Do his name. Somebody give him praise. You might be going through hell. Give him praise. You might be on the mountaintop. Give him praise. You might not know where you are. I'm here to declare you're here. Give him praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. I got three more. I got three more. Woo. Praise God. Here we go. Look at this one. I'm not even going to stay on three. You'll just catch up with me. Praise God. <laughs> we at Extraordinary Church are lovers of the word. We study to show ourselves approved unto God. Workmen that need not to be ashamed. We eat God's word for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We hide God's word in our hearts, and God's word keeps us from sin. This is my Bible. It is the word of God. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. I can have what it says I can have. It is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It is life and health unto my flesh. If you don't know, I'm just telling you what the Word says. This isn't my opinion. I'm telling you what the Word says. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but His Word shall remain. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. I'm declaring the Word of God, which is able to to wash you, the Word of God, the engrafted Word of God, which is able to save you, the Word of God, which is life, and spirit, and life, the Word of God. How can a young man, whew, how can a young man keep himself pure, clinging, clinging to his Word? That's how, that's how. Here we are. I'm going to prophesy this. We're growing. We're growing, and I'm trying to keep up. I told Pastor Bear today, I'm being stretched. Praise God. 
realizing my weaknesses as a leader and where I can improve and what I can do. But I'm here to prophesy something to everybody under the sound of my voice. This is the one that I'm probably the most passionate about in this season. Let's take a look at it because this is for you. Every member of Extraordinary Church will be plugged in and operating in covenant with the body of Christ. We're going to start that over again because I need everybody to hear this one and say this with me. You ready? Every member of Extraordinary Church will be plugged in and operating in covenant with the body of Christ. Every member is equipped and serving within his or her gifts. We're going to figure this thing out, but it ain't the will of God for you to be sitting on the sidelines. It ain't the will of God for you scratching your head wondering, when are you going to get your turn? I want you to know that God has you here. If you'll trust him, God brought you to this place. God is raising you up so that you can minister. We are giving ministry away. We believe in you. We're for you. I want you to know your best days are ahead of you. God has got purpose on your life. You're going to make a kingdom impact. You need to get ready because your calling and this world are about to collide your purpose and this world is about to collide God is going to use you if you believe that give him praise praise God Whew, thank you Jesus and then lastly this is my heart this is why we say no perfect people allowed oh hear me are you ready here we go we at Extraordinary Church have a heart for the hurting and broken. My God, you said that with conviction. You are praying that thing like you believe it. We are here, I'm telling you. I'm declaring, Stacy, thank you for agreeing. We've got abundant resources for kingdom impact locally and foreign. I want you to know we're going to go into all the world and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And guess what? It starts with right where in between your own two feet. Because where your feet are, God told Joshua, I have given you the land. We are here for kingdom impact. I'm telling you, we're here for kingdom impact. Get ready for the collision. Whew. Praise God. Come on, let's just take a moment and worship him for a moment. Ooh, we bless you, Jesus, and we give you glory. We thank you, Lord. I believe it. Somebody's getting a hold of that thing, God, right now. Somebody's allowing it to get in their spirit. There's a shift happening. There's something being unearthed right now. There's something about somebody's coming into alignment with these declarations and your plan and purpose in this hour. Woo! Praise God. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't know if you feel what I feel, but I'm telling you, the Spirit of the Lord is tugging. If I got some intercessors, I need you to pray. If you know how to pray, if you know how to tap into the Holy Ghost, I need you to pray because God is moving in this season. Now is not the time for us to sit back, but to lean into His presence and get ready for impact because collision is imminent. Collision is here. Woo. Praise God. Praise God. So, here's what I want you to understand. 
It's happening. You need to understand that what I'm about to share with you is so important. I want you to get this because this is what I came to teach and preach this afternoon. We are getting ready to enter into new places and new territory. We are getting ready to enter into uncharted territory, uncharted waters. And you need to know that every, not just new season, but new chapter, new opportunity of your life starts with new relationships. And I'm going to show you something in the life of Joseph and Jabez today that their stories can literally be an overlay, an interface, a template, if you will, for our own lives. There was a pattern revealed in the life of Joseph that brings revelation to this whole issue of purpose and people. And what I want you to understand right now is, you hear me and hear me well, you will not accomplish your kingdom purpose with the wrong people in your life. Somebody, I will. I was telling myself, I might have to say that again. I was like, good preaching, Akil. So, you know what I need you to understand? You will not, you will not, hear me, you will not have the kingdom impact that you want to have with the wrong people in your life. You better make sure you got the right people in your life. If you're going to accomplish the very thing, the very purpose which God put breath in your lungs and your mama's womb and brought you into this earth, if you're going to do what he put you on this planet for, you're going to have to be committed to have the right people in your life. So we have the privilege in Scripture in any instance to be able to look at somebody's life from beginning to end in just a quick cursory glance. Right? But when you're living it out, it's an entirely different thing. So we have the privilege of, of just looking at Joseph's life and watching it unfold. And I want to take advantage of a few things of seeing his story unfold. And I want to bring to clarity a few things that will help make sense as to how God is moving in our lives. See, Joseph's life is a paradigm that we should consider. And if we're going to look at Joseph's life today and understand the significance of what it means for our lives, the first thing that we have to do is start with Joseph's dream. Joseph had a big dream. Now, I want you to understand, I'm not trying to be malicious or contrary or start some theological argument, but I'm a little nervous as to how some people have been preaching Joseph because we preach Joseph like it's all about Joseph and his dream. But the text I just read to you tells us it didn't talk about Joseph's dream. Look at this verse. It says, he, being God, sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. <laughs> In other words, God sent Joseph into Egypt before Israel got there. <sighs> and what I came to tell you about Joseph is, yes, he had a dream. But the dream Joseph had was part of God's bigger plan to send a man he could trust ahead of his people so that Joseph could prepare a table for the hungry brothers that were on the way. In other words, what am I saying? You and I have to get out of this mode of thinking that God is just up to something in our lives just to bless us. Joseph's dream wasn't even about Joseph. Joseph, his purpose wasn't even really about Joseph. Joseph was a man that God could trust to position him into a place to become a blessing for brothers that were the ones trying to kill him. 
on, y'all. <laughs> See, y'all don't want me to preach this today. Help me, Lord. <laughs> but what if I told you the mess you were going through and the giants you were fighting and the hell you've been walking through is not just about what God's trying to do in you? What if God was up to something in your life because he had a much bigger plan with you in mind? And he wanted you to know the stuff you've been going through is not in vain, but there is purpose in your pain. There is purpose in your problems that you've been dealing with. There is a purpose in that bad report. There is a purpose in your mountain and a purpose in your valley. And when you come through this, which you will come through this, you'll look back and you're going to get a revelation that even in the middle of hell, you went through all these things and they work together for the good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Why? Because the dream is much bigger than me. Why? Because the dream is much bigger than you. It's not about you and me. Why? Because God is preparing us for impact. God's preparing extraordinary church for impact. So we got to quit making this about us. But this is why I've got a love-hate relationship with social media. Because we just make it all about us. And I know it's really a shrine of how amazing we are. Even when we chase about other people, we looking to be affirmed when we did good deeds. Oh, look, I gave some money away today. Or I found a thousand bucks and I gave it back to somebody today. I gave it back to the original owner. Listen, you know, you can do good and not have to tell everybody. <laughs> and I mean, I, I know most of it's food and I'm guilty. Mine is not that creative or engaging, but I'm just saying... It's like all of a sudden it becomes about us. Quit making this about you. There is a bigger picture happening here. Don't you see? Your life, my life is just a piece of the puzzle. Our lives are a piece of the puzzle. It ain't the whole puzzle. And if I hurt your feelings, can I just tell you, you know, when I, if I hurt your feelings, when I say that narcissism needs to die then you need to come to the altar and lay that on the altar today. See, God was up to something for a whole nation in the life of one man. Oof. And the paradigm of Joseph's life reminds us that what starts as a seed grows. Everybody likes the finished product. Everybody likes the finished product. See, when we finish this and we have 36 campuses, and we're affecting thousands, if not millions, in people. <laughs> everybody then, everybody will want to be a part of it then. They'll be like, man, they, and we'll show them pictures. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, y'all used to set up before you own this 5,000-seat sanctuary? Yeah, I'll be like, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, we used to set up. We used to, they're, they're going to they're be shocked. They'll be like, y'all only had like one bathroom? On one floor for all couple hundred people that were showing up. Yeah, praise God. You walk in the bathroom, you just <laughs> holding them outside. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. See, we like the finished product. Everybody writes a story about how it ends, but you got to be careful to pay attention to the details. God was really up to a bigger purpose in Joseph's life. So God is up to something big. In your life, you got to believe that. Some of you need to get a revelation that you are here on purpose. You are not an accident. You are not a biological happenstance. 
You are an intentional product in the mind of God who knew you before you ever showed up on planet Earth and drew a breath. You are supposed to be here today. You are not an intruder. You had an invitation to the party, and we can't do what God called us to do without you understanding what it is he put you on Earth to do. This is why you got to pay attention. This is why you got to get involved in growth track so we can help you understand that God is intentional and he has a purpose for your life. Praise God. Man, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's tight, but it's okay. I know why it's tight. Praise God. Let me tell you what I feel right now. I told you this, and I'm going to begin to shift. And if you give me about 15 more minutes, I'll be done. I told you a while back... Uh, what I feel God, like God doing for a while, God began to deal with me, and he's mapped this out. Um, thank you all for everybody coming every week. This has been remarkable because what I believe is going to happen next week is going to be phenomenal for the glory of God. But when we first got here, um, the Lord told me on three different occasions through three different people, I did not know this, but I remember uh, the Lord told us through a prophetic word. He said, uh, I'm, he, he said no, the Lord told me, he said, uh, a prophet came up to me. Uh, when we were exploring whether or not we would come here and answer the call, he called me. He said, Canada. Now, I want to be, it's really important that you understand that. He didn't say Mississauga. My wife got that because we believe God has given us this nation. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that God has given us this nation. He said, Canada is calling. Will you heed the call? The moment we showed up shortly thereafter on three different occasions from three different people, I hadn't talked to any of them. They said, the Lord is telling me to tell you, you are on supernatural soil. Now, this is important because what you do with, I need you to hear me. This is all, like right now, if there's ever been a time that you like really like, he's so boring, but I'm going to focus. That's the time right now. You need to be, I mean, you're like, you need to go in like, oh, I'm going to retain what you're saying. This is really important. So what do you do with soil, okay? You plant things in soil. And the Bible says, now I'm not just talking about finance. I'm talking about all of who we are. We sow into, you just sow. And we sow, if you sow generously, you will reap. That's not me. That's Bible. If you sow sparingly, like, me, I'm like this. I'm just, I just take the bag. Okay, Lord, then I just spray. If you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. Now, the Lord tells us we're on supernatural soil. Three different instances, right? Now, I didn't know anything about supernatural soil. I didn't know what that meant. Now, that was, that was before I journal. This was before October 14th. Now, October 14th, 2018 is important to me, maybe not to you. But October 14th, 2018, I was preaching in Pensacola. I've shown you all this before. I'm going to show you again today. But when I'm doing this, now this is really important, okay, because think supernatural soul. I'm showing you a timeline progression of what God is doing and why he has brought us to this moment right here, right now, okay? Now, supernatural soul. Everybody say Supernatural. Soil. All right. Now, October 14th, 2018, I'm preaching in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, we had been here uh, six months at that time. Yeah, close to six months, seven months. No, been right around six months. Um, 
And I'd never met this pastor before, didn't know him, though I admired him greatly, had a huge impact upon my life. As a matter of fact, he wrote a book that was the inspiration for our Made for More, if you want to know the impact that he had. Brian Kinsey. So when we do our Made for More 40 days, uh, yeah, that, that, not just the, his idea just inspired me for that. So the content, there's none of his content in there. Praise God, just in case he's watching. I'm just Anyway. So we're there, and he gets ready to introduce me. Never met this man before in my life, never talked to him, uh, just admired his work, been impacted by his ministry. He's introducing me to preach, and as he gets ready to introduce me, he asks me, where are you, where are you from? Where do you pastor? And I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm from such and such, but we pastor in Mississauga, Ontario. And typically that's a tongue twister, or people look at me kind of puzzled when you say Mississauga, like I have never heard of that before in my life. So Typically, my response is I tell them Toronto, but for whatever reason, I did not tell him Toronto. My default is Toronto, but like it just came out like Mississauga, right? Now, I want you to watch this video. Play the video, and they're getting it queued up and ready, and you all just kind of tell me when you're ready. It looks like we're ready, so they're going to play it. Watch the video. Well, I'm glad that Brother and Sister Thompson are here with us in Pensacola because I knew that they could not be saved until they came to First Pentecostal Church. So I wanted to ensure their salvation, and we're just glad that they're here. As a matter of fact, I preached in Mississauga where he's pastoring now 40 years ago when Lisa was just a baby. We preached there. Uh, that, that's a long time ago, 40 years you know, used to, it, it didn't seem like it was so long ago, but now it's getting longer and longer and longer. But a great place, a great revival spot, God has marked that place, has always marked that place for great revival. Brother and Sister Thompson, I speak to you today in the name of Jesus that God is going to use you. There's going to be a breakthrough. There is a 2,000 soul church in that area right now that's just ha-sorana. Somebody reach their hands out toward them and speak it. In the name of Jesus Christ, I believe it, Lord. I claim it in Jesus' name. Amen. And it's doing it. Now, here's what you're going to think is crazy. That man of God who I've never met before spoke to me and prophesied, there's a 2,000-soul church in Mississauga. I believe that. I believe that. Now, stick with me. Stick with me. That was October 14th. October 16th, I have, an, I have a meeting. It's two days. I'm back here now in Saga, okay? I have a meeting, and I'm thankful for our landlord and what God is doing. It's remarkable. We have a great kingdom mindset relationship. And you know what he said? He was just kind of, we were remarking. He was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away at the growth of what's happening at, at the church. He said, I, I remember when you came, and, and now it's, it's unrecognizable. He was like, wow. He said, I wouldn't be surprised. If we have to give you this building and we have to lease from you. Now, that was October 16th. Also, you know what he said? He said, here's what I want to tell you about how kingdom-minded this partnership is. And that this is what he said. He said, he is not going to be envious if we grow and they do not. My God. 
We need more people that are happy about those that are seeing God do things in the kingdom. This ain't about one man or one individual. It's about the kingdom of God. And if I see something, God doing something, I'm going to rejoice and give God praise for what he's doing and across the town, down the street, makes no difference to me. But I'm going to celebrate that. Now, okay, that was October 16th. Now, remember what happened October 14th. October 17th, I don't have video of this, but I wrote it down in my journal. Maybe this will inspire some of you all to journal. Tonight, meaning we don't have Sunday night church, this would be a Wednesday night. When we were doing it in person before COVID. You, you, some of y'all, like three-fourths of y'all don't know nothing about that. And you don't want to know anything about that. Okay. As I said, tonight, we had a powerful move of God. There was a tongue and interpretation. And the Lord said the following. I have sent my servant to you. Follow him. Follow the shepherd I have given you. Obey me and great and mighty things will come to pass. Now, okay. May. May of 2019. We have Dan McLeod. He preaches. And Dan calls me the following day. And he says, bro, I have been travailing. He said, interceding like I, I, I don't ever recall for your city and what God is doing in the region. Many of you all know Pastor Dan McLeod, a great blessing to extraordinary church family. He said, he said God has me interceding specifically for a 2,000-soul church in Mississauga. I'm going to take a praise break because I can't give God a patty cake praise, Jordan. <laughs> if you would let that get in your spirit, what that means is the people you live with are going to be here. The people that live down in your street are going to be here. What that means is the people you work with are going to be here. What that means is apostolic revival is being poured out and God is doing it. I'm trying to get you to dream big. Get ready for impact. Now, I got to hurry. Watch this. Watch this. Uh, show the picture. Show the picture. June 9th. That was May, Pastor Dan McLeod. June 9th, we have our friend Jessica Marquez, right? Jessica Marquez was with us. We had her just a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. She's going to be doing our New Year's Eve deal. You don't want to miss it. God's going to blow up and do great things, and we're going to celebrate 2022. Now, but here's what the Lord spoke to me, and I wrote it down. I just wrote this down in my spirit. It's just kind of an observation. I'm not saying it was thus saith the Lord, but here's what I wrote. The supernatural soil has been broken. The seeds planted, and the winds of revival are blowing. Then I said, I hear the sounds of an abundance of rain. <laughs> I am telling you, revival is here. We are the fastest growing church in Canada, reaching the world. I'm telling you, now is the time for you to sow into this supernatural soil. Sow your time, sow your talent, sow your treasure, and you'll watch God do something miraculous in your life. I don't know about you, but you were born for such a time as this to shake everything that can be shaken. You are hell's worst nightmare, and God is going to use you to share hope, love, peace, and joy that's offered in Him. 
Woo. Somebody give him praise. Come on, somebody give him praise. Quickly, I, I want the band to come. I, I, we need to give him praise for just a moment because the word that he spoke is going to come to pass. We're not done, but did I not read to you what he said? He said, look, I'm telling you, until the, until the time that his word came to pass. Woof. Come on, bro, I need you to move quicker than that. Come on, get on up this thing. Praise God. Listen, we're going to give God some praise for just a minute, and we ain't going to be long, but I, ain't nobody got to run and shout, but what I'm telling you is God just gave us a word, and he has been confirming his word over and over and over again. Now is it. We're going to take 30 seconds. You can rumble, do whatever. We're going to do it quick because we're not going to be long, but we're going to take 30 seconds, and we're going to give God praise that he's worthy of. Are you ready? On three. One, two, Three, give him praise. Come on, let him. Give him praise. Get ready for impact. Get ready for collision. Prepare for kingdom impact. I'm telling you, it's coming to pass. The dreams, the prophecies, his word, it's going to come to pass. Revival is here. Revival is here! Revival is here! Come on, if you believe that, give him praise. If you're thanking him in advance, give him praise. Come on and give him glory! Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, praise God. Now watch this. Watch this. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, I release your gifts to operate in the name of Jesus. I release the gift of faith in this place in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Okay. Praise God. Watch this. Now, I'm not going to be much longer, but you're going to get this. You can be seated. Just stay with me here. This is so important. The Bible says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Now, I want you to get this. I want you to get this. Thank you, Pastor Mateo. I appreciate that. You're reading my mind. Jabez is not known for his great gifts, for his great strength, or for his great abilities. Jabez is known in heaven and on earth as a man of honor. <laughs> I'm a teacher series on honor. It's been on my heart. He was honored and he knew how to honor. And as a matter of fact, the Bible says that he was more honorable than all of his brothers. But watch this. His mother called him Jabez because she said, I bore him in pain. She named her son according to her pain. His reality, his identity, all of those things were a product of her drama. Oh my God. 
it was her pain but it became Jabez's problem There are people in this house today that are wrestling with an identity that had nothing to do with them. Someone projected their problems, someone projected their pain on you, and you are trying to live a life recovering from what people projected on you. Somebody's problem because your pain, and it has, somebody's problem has become your pain, and it has mitigated or paralyzed your impact on this world. They, because they were an addict you're an addict they tell you you're an orphan you're broken you're unwanted you're damaged goods and you're poor whatever the case may be can I tell you oh my god I need you to hear this preacher today watch what Jabez does the Bible says and Jabez called on the name of the Lord It says he called on the God of Israel, saying, Woo, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Oh, my God. And enlarge my territory, <laughs> that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. Watch this. He began to pray something so big, Something his mama never envisioned for his life. Something his brothers never envisioned for his life. But that man opened up his mouth and called on the God of Israel and said, Oh, oh, that you would bless me indeed. I'm telling you right now, there's some people in this house that are opening up their mouth saying, Oh, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Oh, that you would keep me indeed. Oh, that you would enlarge my territory. Woo. That your hand would be with me. Keep me from evil. And here's how you know he was honorable. You know what he said, Sarah? That I may not cause pain. I know what it's like to, to be the brunt of somebody else's pain. So I don't want to cause anybody any pain. I want to encourage them. So God, if you enlarge my territory, you know what? I'm going to lift them up. God, if you enlarge my territory, I'm going to build them up. God, if you enlarge my territory, I'm going to serve them. God, if you enlarge my territory, I'm going to believe in them. God, if you enlarge my territory, I'm going to tell them they are not who they used to be, but they are a new creation in Christ Jesus. God, if you enlarge my territory, I'm going to tell them there's a God who is for them, who wants to bless them, keep them, sustain them, and do something supernatural in their life. I'm going to dream big. And you know what the Lord told me? I told you this in 2000. I told you this a while back. 2022, our theme is stretch. God is stretching us. What is he doing? He is enlarging our territory. I say it, but I mean it. God has given us Mississauga. God has given us Toronto. God has given us North York. God has given us Etobicoke. God has given us Brampton. God has given us Hamilton. God has given us Oakville. God has given us, oh my God, given us Burlington, given us Barry, given us Brantford. 
given me Vaughn. Give it to me. Give me my mountain. So, I feel the Holy Ghost. He's stretching us. I feel like right now, I feel it. Somebody wants a fresh prayer life. Oh my God. Just lift your hands and ask them right now. Come on, it's here. It's here. Come on. Right now, in the name of Jesus, a yearning passion is being flamed in you like never before to commune with Father on a daily basis. Come on, right now, I'm declaring in Jesus' name. You're going to yoke up with somebody. I told you relationships are important. You're going to yoke up with somebody who is a prayer warrior, an intercessor, who knows how to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. God is going to send that person into your life because relationships are everything. Come on, some of you are getting ready to increase your territory, increase in your authority, increase in your financial ability. Some of you are getting ready to get jobs that are going to be influential. I'm telling you right now, nations are coming to your door. We don't have to go to the world. The world is here and they're coming to us. You don't got to get on a plane. I'm thankful for missionaries. But there are people in this room that God is going to bring nations to your front door, to your businesses, and you will have influence over kings and priests. Over leaders in the earth. Why? Because God is increasing your territory. Prepare for kingdom impact. For everybody that lifted their hand for a fresh prayer life, I'm declaring over you right now in Jesus' name that your quiet time won't be so quiet. Lord, let them call on the name of the Lord like never before. Let them pray until heaven hears. He is changing the trajectory of your life. We have been talking about prayer at our retreat. God is doing it. God is raising up prayer warriors and intercessors, and they're going to show you great and mighty things. They're going to be able to cry out, bless us, bless us, bless us indeed. What am I saying? Take the limits off, EC. Take the limits off of the church. We will not wander. We will not meander. I'm thanking God in advance for the increase of this territory. Come on, I need you to pray with me right now in this house. I need you to pray with me right now. Come on, I need you to pray with me right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. The Holy Ghost is moving. Open up your mouth and declare it. Open up your mouth and declare it. Open up your mouth and declare Enlarge my territory. Don't get locked in. Don't get limited. Don't live under a lid. Come out and enlarge my territory. This altar call is going to be a little different today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I just want to take a moment. I just want to, I want to take a moment. I feel like God is trying to do something here for just a second. I, I've got something that I will say that I, I, I know I have to get to. But I just feel like the Lord... 
I, that didn't mean that you ought to stop playing. I just feel like God is just dealing with somebody. It doesn't mean that there'll be a tongue and interpretation or anything to that effect. It could be, but uh, I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm just, I feel like God is settling something in the atmosphere. That's what I feel. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Oh, I feel it. I feel him tugging. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, enlarge our territory. The kingdoms of this earth shall become the kingdoms of our Lord and Christ. <laughs> I want people to see the goodness of God, the glory of the Lord, and the power of Jesus enlarge our territory. In Jesus' name. The extraordinary life is found in the kingdom of God. Here's what I want you to know. There is space for you in the kingdom. But will you make space for the kingdom in you? There's space for you in the kingdom. But will you make space for the kingdom in you? Okay. Praise God. Here's what I want to do. This is kind of awkward. But uh, you know what? I'll have you. You've been standing for a couple of minutes already. Just be seated. I'll do that. Praise God. I'm sorry to make you sit down, stand up. I'm not making you, but you can stand, of course. If you want to stand in support and solidarity, praise God, you can do that. You can do that. Praise God. And I'm good. I want them to hear this. Thank you, guys. It's been amazing. You can chill with the music right now. Watch this. Um, so as a church, we have a mandate to advance the kingdom of God and to continue to remember the poor and those in need in our community. And for the several months now, I have felt like God has been leading me, stirring me, prompting me. And our board of directors and our pastoral staff, we met at a retreat a couple of weeks ago, had an amazing time. God really moved and confirmed several things. And what he has brought me to is the conclusion is this, that we are going to, I am going to introduce next Sunday an annual campaign that I believe will change forever what we do. And that campaign is called the Big Give. Now, praise God. We've never done anything like this here at Extraordinary Church. As a matter of fact, I don't even preach or teach about it. I shouldn't say I don't preach and teach about it, but I have only taught and preached about money and stewardship once in a series, and it was a three- or four-week series, and I think I took two weeks out of that to talk about your treasure. But here's what I believe. Through Extraordinary Church's strategic partners globally and uh, lo locally, we will launch several spirit-led initiatives locally and globally, and you are actively going to participate in the Great Commission and our chief purpose of helping ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. For quite some time, if you know me, you know this. There have been times, nobody can say this, and this is uncomfortable for me. I don't feel like I have to pacify anybody by saying this, but there have been times on a Sunday when we have not, like, even taken an offering. Like, couple times we did like two or three weeks in a row. Most pastors would be like, do you know? <laughs> so this is not about money. 
This is not about money, but I want you to understand. Beginning next Sunday, we're going to launch this campaign, and there are a couple of things. I'm going to ask you, I'm asking you now, and I believe God has worked all this out. If I could tell you I was this smart, oh my word, I wish I could tell you this. But God ordained, I scheduled this fast last year. This fast was scheduled last year. And God didn't release us to release me to do the big give until like six, maybe eight weeks ago. And we had been talking about it. Even my power pastoral staff, we talked about it early in the year and didn't feel a release to do it. But here's what I'm going to ask you to do. I'm going to ask our extraordinary church family to give above and beyond their tithe, their regular tithe and offering to a specific focus. Three focuses. Now, we believe God has given us this city. We believe God has given us this region. It's our responsibility to take it. Here it is. There are going to be three focuses. I love my city. We are going to develop partnerships with local organizations and, for example, one being the Mississauga Food Bank. One, we are going to do things that I believe are going to transform our community, and we are going to be known as a generous, loving church for our community. It is my plan and hope that we'll be able to go into places and buy clothing and buy brand new shoes and buy inventory. And we did this. God put this in my heart. So you can say, oh, he saw that from so-and-so. That's not true. Because we were doing acts of extraordinary kindness like two and a half, three years ago. Before this stuff got popular and before COVID, we were running around paying for people's gas. We were going into restaurants, paying for people's tabs and paying for their bills. And not only would we pay for the bill, we'd give them dessert and tell them. And then we'd give the server a $50 tip just to bless them. Why? Because God has given us this city. God has given us this city. I know I don't normally preach this long. This is the long, but that's not true. <laughs> but I really am almost done. So we're going to love our city. The next thing that we're going to do is love my church. Now, hear me. Most statisticians, church leaders, church gurus will tell you that once you reach about 80% of the, the capacity that the building can contain, the building begins to dictate what you can and can't do. Newsflash. We've been there. You know, you know why? You know why we're not doing two worship experiences back to back? Because y'all, I will be carried out here on a stretcher. <laughs> Quick, <laughs> the way I preach. And so the team, so we tried it down. Now we will end up going back to that model probably sooner than later. But by the grace of God, with what's happening with COVID, we can make this work like we need to make it work. However, there are things that need to happen here. One, we can make a handful of leasehold improvements to this campus, this facility that would make it extraordinary. For I, I, I won't get into the projects and the possibilities, but more importantly, what I also want you to know, it is time for us to have our own. Thank you, Alvin and Shammy. I appreciate that. Thank you, Jordan. It's time for us to have our own spot. Nothing wrong with this. I didn't say we'd get rid of this because we're going to keep this too. We're going to have 36 campuses. But it is time for us to have our own, and I believe God can do it. I'm telling you right now, God will do it. 
and we're going to watch him and he's going to get the glory. Now, you might be wondering, let me tell you the next thing that we're going to do is we're going to love our families. And so what does that mean? We're going to invest generously in our children's ministry and our teenage ministry and our young adult ministry. And we're going to make sure that we provide them with experiences that their kids are clamoring to be a part of and that teenagers are desiring to be a part of and that young adults are banging down the door to get into. Because why? This is our generation that is going to see the greatest move of God that they will have ever seen to date. I believe they are worth our investment and we're going to make that investment in our young people, in our children, in our young adults, and ultimately our families by renovating some space downstairs and allowing the kids to have their own worship experience with lights, and it will be amazing, and God will get the glory. So, whether it's transforming a community, supplying winter gear, or giving a substantial stimulus package to a global or strategic partner, whether it's the Mississauga Food Bank or Pastor Dan McLeod, who is over there in Latvia, or some of our other partners. I could go down the list. Renovating certain aspects of this space that we lease or investing to lease or purchase our own space. It's time for us to dream big and have the big give. So here's what's going to happen. I want us all to stand. And I want to thank everybody for watching online. I appreciate you. Um, let me, I, I want them to hear me say this, for those that are watching online, for those who have been watching this entire time, I, you clearly are just a part of the Extraordinary Church family. <laughs> so thank you for sticking around and hanging around. Um, but you're probably wondering, what's going to happen? God is just kind of mapping this out, and you know what? Honestly, we just, we preached about advance, and we're advancing, and like, I'm preaching it, and I believe it. And, like, my wife is, like, living this thing. <laughs> I'm like, give me a second. <laughs> She's like, I looked at this property. Praise God. And uh, I looked, and I was like, man, you know what? I said, is it for, is it for lease or is it for sale? And she was like, for sale. I said, oh, praise God. And I drove by that thing. I said, let me check this thing out. Man, it was a warehouse, right? But, you know, now I'm not saying this is or isn't. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, Email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.